0: Here we go. Welcome to the Morning Brew with Stu. As always, I'm your host, Stuart Brooking. This is episode 99. The next episode will be the 100th episode of the Morning Brew with Stu and the 100th episode extravaganza. I'm going to have some special guests on with me probably tomorrow when you're hearing this because it will come out on Thursday. So that means the 100th episode will come out on Friday. But just to let you guys know, we will continue the quarterback countdown today. Quarterbacks 20 through 17. And as always, the guy who's been breaking down this list with me from the very beginning, and he did so last year, the one, the only Jeff Hunt.
1: Hey, Stuart, thanks for having me on. First of all, I want to say congratulations on episode 100. Uh, whenever somebody is listening to this, you'll you'll have your 100th out. It's that's, it's a big deal. Um, you know, I've, I've been there. I've, you know, I've, it, it's not easy. And you've, you've driven your podcast, you know, mostly solo, which is almost impossible to do. You're one of the best in the business. And if like, I had 100 episodes, but let me tell you, my first 20 were rough. Uh, You know, you came Damn. out of the, you came out of the gate on fire, man. So, um, you know, congratulations to 100 And, uh, you know, to, to, to the,
0: you know, to the next hundred, you know, man, cheers. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. All right. Quarterbacks 20 through 17. This is where the fun begins. I'm going to run through the quarterbacks and we'll break them down. Like always, like every week quarterback, number 20, the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback, Jalen (laughs) hurts quarterback, number 19, the new England Patriots starting quarterback, mac jones number 18 the uh, washington commanders starting quarterback carson Wentz, and then number 17 the guy that i have hated on <laughs> i wasn't say the most but i think i've given urban meyer more slack than than this guy at number 17 and that's Jameis winston so let's start off with, with quarterback 20 jeff and and here's the thing with with Jalen hurts. I put this list out and we, you know, in the off the ball network, we have a group chat, all this kind of stuff. I said some things that were kind of hot take ish, I guess, but I firmly believe them. And the thing that I said that I stand by even right now, I'm going to repeat it on this episode. So anybody can clip it and play it back next year. If I'm wrong, the point is this is the absolute highest. I think Jalen hurts will ever be in his career. This is the highest rank <laughs> he'll ever be in his career. And and people can say, well, you're just saying that because you haven't been a fan of him from the beginning. Guess what? I butchered Josh Allen coming out. I said he was a bust. I said he was a mixture of Jamarcus. <laughs> you, you, need
1: to, you need to quit killing yourself for the Josh Allen take. No, man. I
0: bring it up. I bring it up to say people say you can't look past your bias. Oh, yeah? Where, where did I have Josh Allen at last year? I had him at quarterback three. If I can't look past my bias, do you think I would have put him at quarterback three? No, good I admit point. when I'm wrong. I, 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 I see where, where you're wrong. going with it. Jalen Hurts, he does a lot of good things. He's a better thrower of the football than I gave him credit for. Um, he understands the game more than I thought. So I thought coming out, he benefited from playing in the Big 12, where they pretty much outlawed defense. They said, you're not allowed to play defense. Um, he benefited. Like that. At, what was I, it,
1: the, that Big 12 championship game with the, him versus Baylor? And yeah, they, they went, they, it was like, yeah, each one of them, I, I see what you're saying. Each one of them had like 700 yards
0: of offense. And I, I, I felt like he benefited from Link, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. He was the least talented out of the last three Oklahoma quarterbacks that they had. He, he's, he's improved as a thrower, but Jeff, and this, I didn't just minute, do wait stats wait minute, minute, here. I what's what's just, the
1: three, what's the three? Let the, I want to, I want to, I'm a Murray, college football guy. Baker,
0: and Jalen Hurts. He's the you least think, talented thrower of the three.
1: Okay, I'll I agree.
0: And here's the I thought thing. For a
1: second, I thought for a
0: second you were including the last kid in there. And, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, Jeff. At the end of the day with Jalen Hurts, he only had 16 total touchdowns this year. Now, granted, he had <laughs> 10 rush. That is. That is just he had, awful. Granted, he had 10 rushing touchdowns, and that will get thrown in my face if I fail to mention that. But he did have 10 rushing touchdowns. But at the end of the day, you got to win from the pocket. This is a big yeah. reason I did not like Teddy Bridgewater when everybody was trying to tell me Teddy Bridgewater was the guy. He went two years in a row throwing 14 touchdowns. I don't give a crap what you, you Yeah. I don't give a crap. He's gotta improve those numbers. I don't give a crap about the thirty six hundred yards. Anybody, any quarterback in the league can throw for thirty six hundred yards, especially in, in junk time. Nobody cares. Yeah. I overall I think Jalen is a really good quarterback. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him, but I I stand on my ground and I continue to say the film shows this guy is not a franchise quarterback.
1: Dude, I would, I would say this. Um, We we kind of, we're kind of parallel on Jalen Hurts. If you told me and I, and I, I respect your rankings. I think this is an accurate ranking. I also think this is literally as high as Jalen Hurts can get. In, in his career thank that's you i'm not, not the neg- only one that says that no no that's not a negative being the 20th best quarterback in the 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 elite league is is
0: nothing to think about know. this jeff think about this jimmy garoppolo is the 20 best 20th best quarterback of the year he went to the super bowl and he was yeah. a throw away from winning it so what's that tell you no, no,
1: absolutely. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, same deal. Like he, you know, he was in that one throw away from winning, it. uh, Baker Mayfield, one throw away from beating, you know, Kansas city a couple of years ago. Like if you can get yourself, we're, we're starting, we're starting to push. And I keep, I keep saying this in a couple of weeks we're gonna start to, talking about these guys that need to be in the, the playoffs. This is the cutoff of like, if something goes right. And it did last year, Jalen hurts went to the playoffs last year. He is, he is a way better pre-snap quarterback than I thought he was going to be. He's a better, he's a better tactician than I thought he was going to be. Uh, and I like, I love Jalen Hurts just as a person, as a dude rooting for him, you know, the whole nine yards, his, his talent is what, you know, that, that's it. That's the ceiling. So we kind of agree that when I, as soon as I saw him at 20, I'm like, I, this feels right for as as good as Jalen Hurts can be. But here's the thing: if if Jalen Hurts is 20 on the next 10 years of Stuart Brookings top quarterbacks, that's a great career. You know, you know, so this is this is the starting point. Even though I say it's the ceiling, that doesn't mean I think he has to drop back. He could be 20 next year. It could be 20 of the year after he could be 20 of the year after. A lot of quarterbacks have good careers that way. Um obviously it's detrimental the, the, the shock and awe arm is just not going to be there. I know, I know, I know sometimes the way he throws it. I, and I love talking to you about mechanics and stuff. Sometimes people, I won't say people, um, just you're, you're watching the TV, you see some of these throws and, and the, the knee jerk reaction is like, Oh, Jalen hurts throws the ball better than I thought he could because it's, it's because of the rotation, almost like a baseball pitcher, you know, um, and it just the way it comes out. He's he's a smaller quarterback, so it's a quicker motion. So sometimes it just looks that the snap of the ball just looks better, and than i than I think that it actually is because if you look at the the way the ball looks coming out of the hand compared to the way the ball looks in the in the flight path, there's where the difference is. And I still just don't I don't see the, I just do not see the elite, you know. Flight. I don't see the elite placement. And I don't think that that's something that can be taught. If you tell me you put him in a perfect situation on a perfect team, could he almost be, you know, Dak Prescott? Possibly. In the right situation, the right team, the right. And I, and I think this is a guy that is going to fight his entire career to be a starting quarterback. Um, If you tell me in 15 years, Jalen Hurts is still bouncing around the league and he's starting four or five games because uh, a younger guy got hurt or whatever. I absolutely believe it. I believe he'll he'll be a mentor. I believe he's going to make all kinds of money in this league.
0: His Um, pro comp for me coming out was Tyrod Taylor. And I think that's what I think he, he's, I think that's I, what he is.
1: I think he's a little better than Tyrod. Um, I'm, I'm closer
0: to, but he's which, that guy. He's that guy that every coach wants on his team to, oh yeah, absolutely. to be that guy, absolutely. but he's never the guy that when you ask the coach, like, what do you think about your quarterback? He's never the guy that's going to be like, this guy could take us over the hump.
1: No, no. It, okay. So we totally agree. So I totally agree. I, I don't, this is probably the first one out of the, you know, we've already had 12, this we're into like halfway through. This is probably the first one that we agree on the absolute most. This is a guy that's like, awesome. I'd love to have him on my team. Can you win a Super Bowl? You're always yeah. looking to upgrade. Yeah. And so this, this leads me into my overall take for this week is that this list is a bunch of rim grabbers. And you ask me, you're like, what's a rim grabber. So everybody you know, you know, coming up through grade school, coming up through middle school, coming up through high school, you had, you have friends or you or whoever really good athletes and they could, uh, you, you at a certain age, you, you know, everybody wants to touch the net. then everybody's like, oh, can you touch the rim? Um, whether you're like 14 through 18 or like, hey, can you touch the rim on a, the basketball court? And then every now and then, like at 15 or 16 years old, you got guys that can grab the rim and you and your knee jerk is, oh man, that guy's, that guy's a great athlete. He can grab the rim. He's going to be able to dunk soon. But the difference between grabbing the rim on a basketball court and dunking a full-size basketball is light years. These guys are all rim grabbers. They're all great athletes. If you played, if, if they, if you had a decathlon, uh, these guys are all going to finish, you know, up top a decathlon of quarterbacks. Um, could all these guys beat Tom Brady at cornhole? Probably. Could they all beat him at darts? Maybe. I don't know. But when it comes to quarterbacking, which is what they do, they none of them are the best at it. They're all just really good at it. Um, if you had court, if you, if you played a football game, then you played a softball game uh, then you played a, you know, a soccer match, all these guys are going to, you, you want all these guys on your team. You know, they're great all-around athletes, great all-around, you know, thinkers, great all-around tacticians, you know, you know, off the charts. But when it comes to they all lack the one thing, and it's that special arm talent to throw the football. And I think they're all possible playoff quarterbacks. I do not think any of them carry a team to the Super Bowl. That's my theme for the week.
0: All right, you know, that's a good that's a good one. I like the breakdown. I like where, where you're going with that. And I think it's a, I think it's a perfect, well-thought-out theme for this week's quarterbacks. One final thing on Jalen Hurts, and this is – I don't like – when I try to do these rankings, I don't really like to make hot takes like this. But I do think if he's 20th next year, he's not taking snaps for Philadelphia next year. I, I, I firmly believe that. I think the Eagles have set themselves up with A.J. Brown – with Devontae Smith, with the different kinds of things, to be an explosive offense, to where if Jalen Hurts is not 17, 16, the 15th best quarterback in the league next year, they also have enough ammo to where your boy C.J. Stroud or or maybe we're looking at Will Levis or maybe we're looking at somebody else taking snaps at this point in time next year for the Philadelphia Eagles because with the weapons that they're given Jalen, it's the same thing I told you with Zach Wilson. There's no excuses this year. You have no excuses to be bad. You have no excuses to, to throw 16 touchdowns and have nine picks. I don't care about your running ability. You They gave you A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith. You, your excuses are done, in my opinion. If he does not throw for at least 24 25 touchdowns next year. It's time to move on from Jalen Hurts. I'm tired of having this conversation of a guy. We did this with Teddy Bridgewater back in 2013, yeah. 2014. I'm tired of doing it again with Jalen Hurts, where we keep holding out because this guy throws for 3,500 yards or he throws 4,000 yards, and yeah. we think we get fascinated with the yards thing, and we we stop and think, wait, yards don't win games, touchdowns do, and Granted, the guy rushes for 10 touchdowns on the ground. I, I have admitted that, and I have said that that's impressive. But they didn't get you A.J. Brown to go rush for 10 touchdowns. They didn't get you Devontae Smith to go rush for 10 touchdowns. Because at the end of the day, you have to win from the pocket, and that's the negative I think I have on Jalen Hurts is I'm not sure if he, needs to, if he has to make those two or three big-time throws in a game to win it. I'm not sure he can do it. Yeah, I
1: mean, just just look at the difference between you know a a a a kid that's his age. Look at if you look at if you watch Jalen Hurts play and then you watch Justin Herbert play, you're like these are two different sports. You know what I mean?
0: So that that's kind of how I look at it as far as and that's that's what I brought up in group chat was everyone's talking about you know. If Jalen Hurts was that guy, right? If he was that guy like he's Justin obviously Her- not that guy. I know. If he was that guy like Justin Herbert was, would the Eagles have been in the Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson yeah. sweepstakes? I don't remember hearing the Chargers being mentioned in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. I don't remember oh. hearing anything about You the- know, I think I think that's a good
1: comparison. The absolute best possible version of Hurts is Russell Wilson. And I don't think he can reach that. Russell Wilson, first ballot Hall of Famer. I, no, no, I'm saying that but saying is, gonna as get to far that. as like, as far as comps, like body type, the, you know, the way they throw they're, they're they're athletic, but not super athletic, like, like Josh, they're not Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Like they have to take advantage of, you know, I think, but that's what I mean. I do. I think the Hertz can reach at in no way, shape or form, but I would say if somebody said like, how in, in the perfect world, that's as good as Hertz could be as that combination. And, and that would be Russell Wilson. I don't, you know, do I think it's going to, you're going to find out this year. I agree with you because we had like, we didn't do these podcasts back then, but we would have had the same conversation about Russell Wilson early on. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, he just went off the charts, but here's the thing. Will Hertz, Hertz went to the play. This sounds so contradictory. Hertz went to the playoffs last year because he decided to focus on every game and try to win every game and try to not make a ton of mistakes. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He won. I I believe they won nine games, went to the, you know, got into the blast, whatever. But what he didn't do that Wilson did is like, just like you said, that's fine, but when you get to the playoffs, you got to be able to sling the rock. And Hurts never opened up and was just like, okay, I'm going to throw, you know, three interceptions this game, but I'm going to throw five touchdowns. Um, And it's – Hurts is – if you tell me you draft Hurts in 1985, I think he has an entirely different career. But I just don't think that he, this today's NFL is set up for a, you know, a thoughtful, you know – play it safe quarterback like it like it has been over the years and i think russell wilson was a perfect example of a guy who's like i could be conservative but that's that's not going to get me there i i, I got to get this ball in the air and let these guys run under it and figure this out um herds might have been better off to do that for a couple of years but he's got the playoff appearance so we kind of excuse it so it's it's a it's, it, it, he's kind of a unique specimen to me. He's an old school quarterback. That's how I see
0: him. I agree with that. I like agree. if
1: you tell me he's Bernie Kosar, like he's Bernie okay. Kosar, you know, at one point, like get, put the team around me. Um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll eke these, I'll eke these wins out. Unfortunately, we don't, that's not the NFL we play in now. We, we play in tech
0: mobile NFL now. And I, I don't know where, I don't know where his place is. Quarterback number 19, the New England Patriots <laughs> starting quarterback, Mac Joe. This will be Mac, quicker
1: because I don't have a ton of thoughts about Mac Joe.
0: Mac came out, and people like Chris Sims and oh, we, all these yeah. others were having him as the third best quarterback in the league. I was like, or coming out in the draft behind guys like Zach Wilson and, and Trevor Lawrence, and they had him above guys of Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I thought these guys were insane. The one thing I did say was he was the most pro ready quarterback in that draft class. And that showed last year that Absolutely. showed that he was the most pro ready quarterback. Now he, he was the some...
1: best. He he was the, he was the most ready to be coached quarterback. We're yes. saying the same thing. He was yes. the most ready to be coached, play
0: the system quarterback. He showed some good things last year. He showed he really with guys like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and the Trey Lances and the Davis mills and, uh, Justin Fields of the World. The one oh, thing what a we good kept, class.
1: What that, that uh, class, could wind of up class. Being pretty good.
0: The one thing we kept mentioning was learning how to read a defense, learning how to read mm. a defense. And maybe this is because he played at Alabama, but I feel like he did a very good job of yes of both post-snap and pre-snap reading the defense, knowing how to knowing what the defense was trying to do and then taking advantage of of that and finding the other uh, alternate throws those type of things i think just like joe burrow's first year mac jones lacks the arm strength Mm -hmm. to where you're like is this can he really take that next leap into being that guy that's going to scare you throwing the football we'll see joe burrow did it in his second year and obviously took the Bengals to the super bowl so we're going to see what happens with mac jones but I look at Mac and Mac's a guy. He's an old school quarterback, too. You talk about some yeah. of these guys ahead of him. Zach Wilson can move. Tre- Trevor Lawrence, don't let it fool you. He can move. All these guys can move with the exception of Mac Jones. He's kind of like the guy that he replaced, Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's on that level. Don't nobody take that and twist it and say, I called Mac Jones the next Tom Brady because I didn't. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is he's a passer. Yeah. He's a pass. I keep saying that. People are like, what do you mean? The difference between a passer and a thrower. Josh Allen's a thrower of the football. Josh Allen will just kill you with his arm. Brett Favre was a thrower of the football. Peyton Manning was a passer. He would, he would manipulate. Oh, I like, I like what he you, would I, manipulate you between the ears with the brain and figure out how to do it. Peyton Manning. Just, Peyton Manning was surgical. They're surgical. Peyton, Peyton
1: Manning is the best pre-snap quarterback of all time. He is the absolute best pre-snap quarterback of all time. One hundred percent.
0: With Mac. I, I, the mobility is a question. The arm strength is a question. How much of it is he played New England? Would he be this guy? Would he be 19th if he played in Jacksonville and he had to play under Urban Meyer? Would he be 19th if, I, I mean, those well, are no, the but things the, I, but, I do question.
1: But, but no, but he didn't. Like you're, you're yes, judging you're these right. guys. You're judging these guys based on June 2022. And, this is how you're looking at him. He did get that coaching. You know what I mean? So I, I don't, I don't argue with you on that. And I think, you. I think right he'll be better everything. in this
0: next year, by the way.
1: See, I, I go the other way now. I don't, for his career, I think Mac Jones will be fine. I, I look at him as, um, you know, I don't, I think he could, I think his probably max is like a Matt Ryan situation to where, you know, he, 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 he runs the system perfectly. Um, you know, that's Ryan's all right. Little... Ryan won an MVP. No, I'm not. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I no, no, I'm putting I'm putting a high ceiling on him. And I think that he can be, I think he can be coached. He he showed me that he can be coached and he can learn an offense and run an offense. And that's huge. Um, is his athletic ability going to catch up with him? Of course it is. And this is the year that I think it catches up with him. When we have this conversation next year, I think we'll talk, I think we'll talk about Mac Jones taking a we'll st- quote-unquote a step back, but I think it'll be more just like teams will have all of this tape to watch on him and figure out how to blitz him and figure out how to get him, you know, get him moving around a little bit, and he just, the, fa- the fact of the matter is he can't make those freakies like, you know, on the on the run throws and stuff that th- the top guys can't, even like a Baker Mayfield, like a Baker Mayfield can just make stuff up. You know, Baker yeah. Mayfield is not, is not the all-around quarterback that Jones is, but if, if we're, you know, picking teams and it's a Sandlot game, that guy's going to figure out a way to win you a game. Can he do it 17 times? No. Uh, Jones is going to – Jones understands, you know, his job. He's obviously a professional, just like we talked about Jalen Hurts. These guys are obviously professionals. Like, you don't keep a starting quarterback. I could I could go back, you know, I'm going to be, you know, as the time we record this, story, I'm going to be 47 years old tomorrow. If I could make Happy you – early old, birthday. Thank you, man. If I could make you a list of quarterbacks that everybody thought would be good and you never heard of again, it would be endless because of the professionalism, because of can you accept coaching, because of can you do the film study and all that. And that's what separates a guy like Tom Brady from a guy like Jamarcus Russell. You know, it's not, it's, it's, are, are you ready to be a professional? I think Mac Jones is. And I think you've got him, I th- Do I think his, his very best he could be pushing a top 10 quarterback definitely a playoff quarterback but I you know there's also deficiencies he's you know he's he's gonna lose some games because he just doesn't have the superior talent do the the kid shocked me last year absolutely um do I like him yes do I think you know if in 20 years from now is he going to be the best quarterback out of that draft class I still don't think so but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be really good but you can go to the playoffs with mac jones and then now then it starts to be a coin flip i i I don't go past like that like if he gets in the playoffs then i don't know what's going to happen as as opposed to like we're going to start talking about guys later to where like i know that guy can just carry you on his back to win a playoff game i don't know if mac jones will ever carry a team on his back
0: yeah i i agree i agree um the thing with mac too is you do you do have to play. I mean, I do play this game. I, this doesn't go into my evaluation, but I do play this game, and I think everybody plays this game. Y- you do wonder if if it wasn't Mac Jones in that situation, if it was Justin Fields, if it was Trevor Lawrence, if it was Zach Wilson. Well, we. <laughs> I I can tell you this right now. If it was that, if it was Trevor Lawrence, and maybe I'm a maybe I'm a ch- my bias on Trevor Lawrence is so thick. Maybe I can't see. Maybe, maybe that's right. But I think if it's Trevor Lawrence, he's sitting at 15 or 14 right now. I, I, we're I, talking about, I, we're talking about this guy being exactly what I said he was coming out in the draft. But Mac Jones, I don't, I, I agree with you. 20 years, I don't think Mac Jones is the most talented quarterback in this draft class. I think yeah. it's going to, that argument will come down between three guys Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. But right now, Mac Jones is the best quarterback out of that rookie draft class. Absolutely, and to me, it's not even a question. And he should
1: not have to apologize for it. I totally agree. Uh, and and that's why I say he went to the a good a good spot. And but he made the best of it. And I think the biggest thing is he went to a place that has professional offensive linemen. the The difference between Jones and then you know Lawrence or Fields or whatever young quarterback you want to talk about is that Jones trusted his offensive line. He made really good throws to his tight ends. You know, he he trusted that those those quick throws would be there. He was he didn't have to he didn't have to look at his feet. You know, he didn't have to worry about it. he didn't have to worry about his knees, you know, why he played because of the, you know, because of, you know, being in New England. And that is a huge difference as to where we talked about a guy like Fields who I don't think Fields ever thought he was safe. In Chicago, that doesn't mean he was right or wrong, but he never thought it. And that's coaching is <laughs> as, as to it where he never terrible head coach that that's what I'm saying. Like if you, if you don't trust what's in front of you, it, you, you just don't have that time as to where, you know, we talked about Lawrence or, you know, these young guys that didn't trust the time they had. And, and took too much time. We talk about a guy like Jones who, who utilized that time and got the ball out of his hand made the quick throws, trusted, you know, what was going to happen. Because if you really go back and watch the film, he doesn't blow you away. He had a couple of good games, but he just kept his team in it. You know, his team trusted him, you know, not to do dumb stuff, but they were also in the mix of trying to, you know, go to the playoffs and the, the whole nine yards. So he was in a, he was in a peculiar situation. I think, I don't think we give him enough credit for the pressure that was on him following and, I mean, there's no other way to say it. He followed the greatest NFL football player that anybody's ever watched, and I yeah, so I don't mean, think, think about this, I don't Jeff. think he gets quite enough credit. Like, no, nobody had to go to the Chicago Bulls and be number twenty-three. Yeah, like if LeBron, this would here here would be the difference. If LeBron James go to the Chicago, goes to the Chicago Bulls in 1999, it's a different career. You know what I mean? Like that, but that's not what happened. Jones was in. Nobody succeeds in that situation. Nobody succeeds behind
0: legends like that. And Jones did a really good job. Well, there's one guy. He wears 12, plays in Green Bay. You know. He's better true. than the guy. True. He's better true. than the guy. absolutely true. All right. Let's but, go.
1: But 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 uh Mac Jones didn't get to play behind Tom Brady. Right. There was 100%. not a transition. It was well, Andrew Lark did the same thing with Peyton Manning. No, the, no, that's that's the closest one, and I give Luck all the credit for what he did. That's that's a that's, an, that's a great comparison, and Luck was better at it. I think that's you know, like I'm, like no, the trust me, the guy Sage Bells when he came in behind Dan Marino, was not great. So I'm just <laughs> saying, we but we gave Luck the credit for that. I'm just yeah. saying I want to give Mac Jones the credit for he stepped into an impossible situation and did really really well. So that tells you something about his mentality.
0: I agree. Sage Rosenfeld. So that's the name I haven't heard. In ages. <laughs> Shout out to Sage, man! All right, quarterback number eighteen. Let's get <laughs> let's get this one going. This sure will be the man. most fun part of it all. Quarterback number eighteen, Carson Wentz. You want to talk about the definition of a roller coaster at quarterback? This is the guy right here. I mean, I. I'm going to say this and people are going to blast me, but that's fine. I think too many people are hung up on the last two games of the year. And that's don't judge Carson Wentz fairly for some of the good things he did in the season. I think he's completely trashed. Like the guy did go 27 and seven and people were like, well, those stats are misleading and they might be, but at the end, I don't look, think they are at the end of the day. You look at the throws, like the one he made in the back of the end zone when he takes a helmet shot against Ooh. Arizona. You know how many other quarterbacks make that? A handful. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. That's about it. Like, not many other guys make that throw. But you know what? You're right. He's a complete bum. Everybody who said that, he they're completely <laughs> right. He's a complete bum. Carson Wentz also had that – also was coming back off of COVID. You know what we did when Cam came back off of COVID? We said, oh, it's okay, Cam. We understand. It was COVID. It was all the – you know what we did with Carson Wentz when he came back off of COVID? No, he's a bum. Get him out of here. Ship him out of town. Like, we can't pick and choose which quarterbacks we say. Hey, it's okay. You know, you came back from COVID. We understand. And which ones we don't. And granted, that that Patriots game where he threw for like 54 yards and the first pass he threw, he threw an interception, was terrible. Those Titans games were terrible. I'm not saying – that he did not make horrendous decisions because he did. I, I was the first one to say that on the podcast after the season when it all ended. I have said multiple times, I was wrong on what Carson Wentz did, but let's not get hung up on two games and act like the guy's a bum. There's a reason teams keep trading for him. There's a reason at, at the end of the day. Is he ever going to be 2017 Carson Wentz? Never again. That's never happening. He will never be back to that guy. But can he be 27-7 and Carson Wentz again? Yes, Jeff. Check this out. He's been in the league now for five years. He's only had two bad seasons. I've never heard of another quarterback that's only had two bad seasons get crapped on as much as Carson Wentz has. The guy has thrown for 20-plus touchdowns in three of his five seasons. And I, I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is not the leader you need him to be as a quarterback. He's not. That's why Indianapolis shipped him out. He's not that guy in the locker room. He's not a leader. He's kind of aloof, and he rubs people the wrong way. Number two, makes horrendous decision-makings. Number three, his mechanics are all over the board. His arm serves as an independent contractor. He's not great at throwing the quick routes. The ball sails high on him, all those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, the creative – the keeping the play alive stuff is there. All the good stuff is there. He's got a live arm, a big arm, and all that kind of stuff. Can you fix him? I don't know. This is his last shot. This is it for him. If it doesn't work in Washington, he's done. But to act like the guy's a complete bum off of two games when he went twenty-seven and seven, and they were two games away from being a, a being a uh, uh, playoff contender, and also the last time I checked. Uh Carson Wentz doesn't play DB. He wasn't getting shredded out there by Trevor Lawrence. He wasn't getting destroyed by by Derek Carr, but my bad. That it's all Carson Wentz's fault. Sorry, you can go ahead, Jeff.
1: No, no, no you're good, man. First of all, you know, and, and you deserve it. Feels like feels like this was a little personal, Stu. A little bit. But 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 that doesn't mean your takes are biased or anything. I'm I'm a Carson Wentz. Like I liked him better going into last year than I do now. And that doesn't mean that I don't hey, like him or 100%. now what I will say about him, and this is what I like the conversation. I think Carson Wentz, you know, the you you nailed it. The conversation everybody wants to have is like he choked and blah 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 and all this. I think the mechanics thing is the conversation one hundred percent this guy is like he's you know what he's John Daly. He's John Daly. Uh John Daly's had three or four tournaments in his life on the PGA tour to where you're like, this guy's going to win every tournament. And then he disappears for six years because, and and I don't like, nobody can pinpoint what it is about Wentz. It's like, I don't know if it's the, if it's practice, if it's, if it's a physical thing, I don't know what it is, but it seems like he doesn't repeat. Like I, like one of the best games he played, like he, he destroyed the Baltimore Ravens and they lost the game, I still, that's inexplicable to me, but he, you you know, you'll watch, you'll watch him, and you're like, talent-wise, this is one of the greatest, you know, this is one of the best guys in the league, and then you watch him the next week, and he just, he can't repeat it, and it's literally mechanics. I don't think it's mental, like,
0: every, you know. Uh, everybody well, changed, you know, there's I, will, a, I will say this, that going back and watching a lot of the tape, watching the Jacksonville tape, yeah, I do think too much of it was playing hero ball and what i mean by that is he he feels like he has to go out there and win the game and when you have a guy like jonathan taylor in the backfield and you have a guy like frank is that is that is that
1: a is that a relationship between a we just talked about mac jones who 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 succeeded because he he knew his role and accepted the coaching is that a is that a combination of like the head coach and the quarterback just weren't on the same page and that's why he's
0: not in indianapolis i just don't think here's what i think when you look at jacksonville i go back to the jacksonville game the most because that's the one i studied the most you'll 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 see a play where the receivers are all covered downfield and some of them are double teamed. Michael Pittman's double teamed. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Taylor is sitting over here in the flat wide open and he doesn't even look in JT's way. Like he doesn't even look to get that quick pass off I to got get you. another easy 5 yards. He says, "No, I'm going to force it in there to the double team to Michael Pittman and then it gets picked off or it falls and incomplete." And those over. type of things. Those are the things I think along with the mechanics and the bad leadership that we see every year as to why he can't repeat. And we see him make throws in the back of the end zone versus Arizona. And we say, my God, only three or four other quarterbacks in the league can make that throw. But then we come out and we watch a play against Jacksonville. And we say, "Does should this guy be playing in Canada? Like it, it's those types of <laughs> things where we watch play. And it's such a roller coaster or Carson Wentz gotcha. because he doesn't, I'm not sure. For a guy who's been in the league as long as he has, I'm not sure he properly knows how to read a defense. It, it,
1: so it's, yeah, so it's possible that it's a pre-snap thing.
0: And like it might
1: just be as simple as, yeah, it might just be as simple as it's a pre-snap thing and he's not recognizing, you know, defenses. To me, I personally say that part of that is on coaching because it takes I mean, Carson Wentz was way behind the curve coming into the league just because you know where he played. Just like we talked about Trey Lance, like you just don't have, you don't have million dollar defensive coach. Like, C, like for instance, C.J. Stroud is going to come into the draft next year. His coaching staff makes twelve million dollars. North Dakota State's coaching staff is not making twelve million dollars, so you just don't have, you know the technology, you don't have the, you know, repetitions, you don't have the breakdowns. So is it a situation to where Carson Wentz, it starts clicking in two years and he has this weird, like five year run in he's thirties. I well, think like Alex so. Smith, dude. Yeah. Like I, I think that Carson Wentz still has a run, like probably from 30 to 35 to where he's a really good quarterback and he can take you to the playoffs every year. But there, there it—you can't deny that there's obviously something not clicking there. Um, you know, all the rumors coming out about the locker room stuff, you know, the aloofness or whatever, and all the, you know, the fact that they got rid of him immediately, which is crazy. So now, did they have the Matt Ryan, you know, deal? Like already, I, I nobody will really know how that stuff gets done. Cause yes. Do I take Matt Ryan next year over Carson Wentz? Yes. But in three years, probably not, you know, so it just, it is, he's a very unique, I think you've got him at the exact spot. He's, you know, darn near the middle of the list. I think this is a guy that could possibly coming into next year. This would be the one on this list that I could, I could see jumping up to like top 12. Okay. But then just like you said, you'll watch a game and you're like, this is now. Do I understand that? Like when I see the complete hatred—not hatred, but like you know, detrimental stuff. Carson Wentz, I don't see it. Like I
0: see a good quarterback on the field. You know, like I, I see. I, I see just, what you're seeing. My I biggest see problem is, is when we pick and choose when to criticize guys for certain. Well, exactly. Things. That's what I'm saying. Like, like or, I hear how guys good they talk are. about. I hear guys talk about all the time how stupid of a decision it is that Carson Wentz is getting drugged to the ground, and as he's getting drugged to the ground, he throws the pass and gets picked off. Yeah. But then, in the same breath, talk about how, well, Patrick Mahomes did the same thing versus the Ravens, but he was just trying to keep a play alive. Mm-hmm. We, I, listen, I understand Mahomes wins and whatnot and all that but, good jazz. But, if you but at a the play end by- of the day, if it's a bad play for Wentz, it's a bad play for Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes, we can't pick and choose when it's okay to say that's a bad play, yeah, because and that's a good it, it would
1: be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous to think that Patrick Mahomes, when he's making the same dumb plays, because Patrick Mahomes had a rough
0: season last. year. He Had year. a lot of dumb he plays a early rough in the season,
1: year. but it would be ridiculous. It would be absolutely asinine to think that Mahomes is is making these decisions and being like, oh, I know I'm really good and I've got a Super Bowl, so I'm going to go ahead and make you know this underhand throw to a linebacker. No, nobody has time to think that. So I agree with you. If you take it play by play, that's why I was really harsh on Mahomes last year, because if you take it play by play, there's a lot of mistakes in there. And the same way, if you look at Wentz, you know, side by side, uh, you know, I, I agree with that. It's it's yeah. just if since Wentz doesn't you know doesn't have quote unquote doesn't have the Super Bowl because it's kind of awkward, then when he makes the same play, you're like ah you know terrible decision. You know, when it's when it I mean Josh Allen had mistakes last year, but he's so brilliant in a playoff game that nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares that Josh Allen got beat by New England at home and you know couldn't get in the end zone. Like nobody cares because of of the overall outcome. But but it happened. Like you can go, you know, you can go watch that New England, you know, Buffalo game in the wind. Josh Allen got beat and played a terrible game, but nobody cares. Terrible because, versus the Colts, too. Yeah, that that exactly. But I'm saying that game wasn't any – that game was just as bad as what Wentz did versus Jacksonville, but it's the outcome. And then yep. that's the last thing you see. That's all you have to scrutinize. I
0: agree. All right, Jeff, quarterback number 17. <laughs> boy. I don't know if there's a quarterback in history <laughs> I've been more critical of. Actually, there's one that I've been just as critical about with Jameis as I have with Jameis. Who's that? I get Blake Bortles. That?
1: Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know that version of Stewart. I think Blake, yeah. Blake Bortles was probably slightly pre-time pre I knew. Yeah.
0: Let me say this about Jameis Winston. Jameis doesn't get hurt, Jeff, and we're having a different conversation right now. We're having a conversation about how I have to eat Everything I've ever said about Jameis Winston. Because the questions <laughs> you I were asked were harsh. The questions I asked were could he reel it back? He did. And he did so much to the point where that became his criticism. And everyone was hanging up the first time that first game of the year, he throws for five touchdowns versus Green Bay. I'm getting messages left and right about <laughs> look at this, look at this. But Jeff, he threw three of those five inside the 10 yard line. Yeah. And he threw for 147 yards. Let's not act yep. like the guy was Dan Marino out there throwing for 500 yards. And yeah, but, like, but
1: to be fair, we, we can't kill Hurts for not throwing touchdowns. And You're then right. Kill.
0: You're right. And but. that's 100% correct. I agree with you. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I'm every, just I'm just every quarterback. Here. Every quarterback in the league can throw touchdowns inside the 10 yard line. Well,
1: can they? But though? then
0: I saw Jameis. But then because I saw Jameis start to get a little more aggressive start to take smart aggressive throws smart aggressive plays and right when he got hurt I felt like he was about to unleash yeah. what was a b- the best version of Jameis Winston we've seen since he yeah. came out and he got hurt and wasn't able to show it so for right now my t- my <laughs> thoughts on Jameis live, and I don't have my words yet but this is a guy who if you if I tell you next year's at 14 or you tell me next year's at 14 or 13 I'm not a bit shut bit surprised because the Jameis I saw last year may like I think if he plays the full season Jeff his stat line probably looks like 4,000 yards yeah probably anywhere from about 29 to 32 touchdowns and only like nine or ten picks to go with that like we're talking about a top 10 caliber season that Jameis is having if he stays in if he stays healthy this year because we were getting ready to see that guy who takes smart, yeah. aggressive throws and can pick you apart, but we didn't get to see it and he got hurt. So we'll see what happens with Jameis next year, but he he came this close from having me eat my words.
1: Yeah, yeah, did. And I, and I agree. And I, I respect, you know, of course, you know, your listeners don't have the advantage that I have to go through, you know, this stuff with you literally day by day by day when we talk about these things. So you know, this isn't quite as much a shock to me, Uh What I, you know, I like Jameis, you know, I, I'll obviously I liked him, you know, a little more than you did coming into the season, but then, but we're, we met at the same meeting point to where at that point I was like, yeah, the green Bay game. I also was like, okay, that's fine. But I gave him credit for taking advantage of the win, take the, you know, get that win, You know, I don't think he was patting his stats or anything. They just took advantage. That's Sean Payton, you know, take advantage of the, you know, what you had ahead of you, but he got the win. But I also think that, you know, I, I totally agree that about the injury time, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. Now, this is where I bring up, you know, we talked earlier about Jalen Hurts and I, this is the decision you have to make early in your career. Early in Jameis's career, you know, his first couple of years, they just let him go. Just sling it, just sling it. Do what you can, figure it out, and and he had a lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions. Not you know, not a ton of success. None of it really mattered as to where we talked about Hurts, like trying to win games, eke his way into the playoffs, and then that didn't matter either. And this is where I say that sometimes just letting a quarterback just go and figure it out, this is where Jameis is going to benefit from that. Like coming into this season, if he's healthy, he's made a bunch of throws. He's made a bunch of bad throws, but he pushes it downfield. He does concern a defense. Like if you're playing Jameis Winston, a defense, you can't fall asleep. That's huge in the NFL. That's ginormous. Like a big arm, you know, we'll still get you. We're, we're assuming that he's going to have a great wide receiving core this year oh, to take yeah. advantage of that. And I know you don't judge your, I know you don't judge your quarterbacks based on the team, but I'm saying just as far as Jameis Jameis year coming up, he might you know, light it up this year. He, he could very well light it up this year does do those first few years of just letting it go and making the mistakes. You know, does, does he eat, does it even out? You know what I mean? This what we're gonna find out is can now, in a split second, can he decide on throw it or not, take the chance or not? Because if you take if you start taking away the bad throws and it's all just the good throws, because this guy can make damn near every throw. Now you've got a guy. Now you've got that Josh Allen move. You've got that next step. You know that that some of these guys take. We don't know he's gonna take it yet because he got hurt. Season was short and all that. I like where he's at. I think I, you know, I'm with you. I think his, you know, I think his top is maybe a few more spots. This is a guy that I think I, I would put Winston at can win a wild card playoff game a few times. And then now I'm flipping coins to where he can, can he win the next one? Kind of in that Ryan Tannehill, you know, era of like, you know, if, if things go right, can he wind up in a, in a conference championship game? So, uh,
0: yeah, that's kind of how I feel
1: about Jameis.
0: I think with Jameis, the thing that – the thing I have famously said, and there's only been about one quarterback I know of that has really kind of broken that mold, and that was Alex Smith. It's usually about year three we know who you are, right? Like, we know what kind of quarterback you are. And with Jameis, we knew what kind of guy he was. the The guy who – Top five arm in the league. He he can light you up. He scares the defense. All this kind of stuff. But you also know you're going to get horrendous decision making with a guy like this. Part of me does wonder: Was it coaching? Was well, it, that's what that's what I was, was say. it? Was it part of you know playing for dirt cutter and playing for all these different kinds of guys, and then playing for the risk it for the biscuit? Yes, offense. But then at the same time, I watch guys like Andrew Lockthrow. Play any risk it for the biscuit offense. And I say he succeeded well and never threw for 33 interceptions. So you can't tell me both of those guys were number one overall picks. And so you can't tell me it's like, well, it's because of the offense he played in when I have proof of other guys who played in the same offense who didn't turn the football over yeah. near as much as he did.
1: Well, I do and that's think what, that's what I would say
0: for, real quick. That's what I would say too is
1: that's when you throw a guy like Luck in, like not the Pour salt on the wound, but that that's the difference between luck and a guy like Winston, like Winston's never going to be the professional quarterback that Andrew Luck was. And that's exactly why I think they, I think Winston came in. They're like, Hey, go get a kid. Um, yeah, I, I, and I, this isn't a knock and this isn't a slight or anything. I don't, I think it's fair that for like, I don't know if Jameis Winston lives and dies, by every throw or every game, like a guy like Andrew Luck does. I I don't think that's a bad comparison as to where I think luck, you know, he was, he was, he's a different human being. He's just one of those guys and it just didn't, but actually, I think that's a good comparison between the two, as far as talent level, as far as coming into the league, as far as what's in front of you. And I, they, they probably have different takes on it. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I do not think that Jameis Winston is the guy that's going to spend as much time in his personal film room as like Tom Brady. That does. That's not a slight. I think he's doing everything that he's asked to do. Do I think that he does the extra? Probably not. And I hate to say this because we're talking about a black quarterback and it sounds, you know, anybody that knows me knows that's not what I'm saying. It just, I said it about, I say it about Carson Wentz too. Like if we want to compare like, you know, apples and oranges, I don't think either one of those guys puts the extra, you know, you know, twenty hours a week in making, you know, making making themselves a little bit better, like a guy like Luck or Brady or Peyton Manning, probably the number one of all time, dude.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to end it with this, Jeff. As far as to my Jameis Winston stuff, you know, I'm still not completely wrong with what I said. If if you draft a guy number one overall. And the best he's ever been ranked in his career is seventeenth. You missed, like that's that's agreed. That's flat out. You missed. That that sucks for you. But this isn't a beat up on Jameis thing because, like I said, to start off with, if he plays this full season, Jeff, we're having an entirely different conversation. I'm having to come out here and eat crow. (laughs) <laughs> on my own show, and talk about how wrong I was with Jameis Winston. But let's but, think about
1: let's think about now. Now, now we're in a world where a quarterback doesn't have to go number one. If Jameis Winston comes out now, he could go. I mean, he could go like Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was number the first drafted quarterback. He will not have. We will not. We will not look at his career the same way we do Jameis Winston, even though they were
0: both the first quarterback picked in their class. You see what 100%. I'm saying? Because people said that Jameis was the best player in that draft. Yeah. When you go number one overall, that means out of the 32 first overall picks out of the hundreds of people who are drafted, that you were the best player overall. And yeah. I think history has proven that's not the case. Yeah. Jeff By the way, gonna... by
1: the way, quick quick side note, he didn't even win the national championship his his, uh, his that year.
0: <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right, Jeff, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this again. Oh my gosh!
1: I'm so excited. I didn't. I didn't want to ask you today if
0: we were gonna do it, but I'm so excited. All right. So we're gonna do football trivia. We started this last year or last year, last episode. So we're gonna try it again. All right, Jeff. Here we go. The first question is: In what year did the NFL move the goalpost to the back of the end zone?
1: Oh my goodness! It was before. For those of you who don't
0: know, that used to be like Canada, where they were in the front of the end zone. I'll
1: say you know what I think I think I think that what they call the greatest game ever played Johnny Unitas um, winning the uh, championship game so I'll say I'll say 1966
0: no you want me to tell you yeah I do 1974
1: wow the first Super Bowls that was still in the front of the end zone You know what? I remember that. Max McGee, 1966, almost hit the goalpost. Dang
0: it. All right, here's the second one. What is the only NFL team to have a human as their mascot? Only? Only NFL team to have a a, a human as their mascot.
1: It feels like it should be the New England Patriots. Wait a minute. Who else has a human? They literally have a human on their helmet. Um Come on, think about it. It's not a jazz. They
0: play in the NFC North. Viking?
1: No, it's not. The, yeah, Vikings.
0: Yes, Minnesota.
1: Okay, so they're 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 not they're actually talking about the Vikings. Okay, that makes more sense. A Patriots, then, a human. I think. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong
0: about this. Like the Patriots, right, then,
1: literally have a dude
0: hiking a ball in their football helmet. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. This is the final one, Jeff. Okay. What team? Was the first NFL team to feature cheerleaders?
1: It has to be the Oak, Oakland
0: Raiders. Has no, to be. No. It's killing me. Cheerleaders. It's one of the more common teams in the NFL.
1: Um, more popular
0: quick. teams, shall I say?
1: Oh, offs. Oh, is it the Dallas Cowboys? Nope.
0: They have a history with the Dallas Cowboys. They have a what? They have a history with the Dallas Cowboys. It's not the commanders. No, they met they met in the most important game four separate times. The Steelers? Yep. Get out. Nope. The Pittsburgh Steelers were the first I said the
1: commanders. Commanders don't the commanders have a band. They don't have cheerleaders.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that's it. Really? Yep. The Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: That is fascinating.
0: Well, that's that was it. The first year leaders. Yep. That's I'm it. This week's episode away. of the Morning Brewers, two episode number 99 coming up on episode 100, which will follow this tomorrow. Um, big thank you to Jeff Hunt again. Next week, we're going to go through quarterbacks number 15 or number 16, number 15, number 14, and number 13, On the list. Oh yeah, we're we're talking about the we're talking about the varsity we're talking about the Letterman now.
1: We're not we're not messing around anymore.
0: Just to give you a little nugget going into next week. Remember, I said there are fourteen top ten quarterbacks in this year's draft. Yeah. So we are entering the mark where you can start considering guys to be. Well, here's what I know: ten quarterbacks.
1: Every quarterback from here on out has to make the playoffs. Every quarterback from here on out has to be a playoff quarterback, or it's a complete failure that that's what i know
0: all right well i'm just saying i i agree i agree well jeff before you leave as always give your uh give your podcast or twitter social media where people can find you and and what you're working on man um you know it's i'm a
1: football guy summer's been kind of slow or whatever, but, uh, go check out off the ball and everything the guys are doing over there. You know, you can find, you know, you can find my podcast, Jeff needs help. You can find the podcast, uh, Jeff needs sports. And, um, we got, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of things brewing for the NFL college football preseason, but, um, you know, other than that, enjoy your summer. Um, if you haven't disc golf yet, start disc golfing, it's, it's the safest addiction that you can have, you know, and, uh, I, again, I want to congratulate Stuart on number 100 when it comes out, you know, everybody listen, you know, everybody take a hold. It, it is a, it is a big moment as a podcaster. I know it seems, it, it seems routine, but it is, it is a big deal, Stuart. And, um, you've been a professional the entire time you put out, you put out great shows. You, you don't, you don't mail it in. So, uh, all hundred episodes, you know, you, uh, you sink something into it, man. So congratulations on a hundred and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. At least 10% of them at
0: least. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My wife asked me the other day. Whoa. I like when you
1: say that. That makes me feel like you're like my wife. <laughs> what a what a j by the way, like just your wife, just just such a love, just such a lovely woman. Like she's she always is. like she's the you best. Know, like on social media, like she always has such a smile on her face. You guys are such a cute couple, man. I'm
0: so happy for you. Thank you. This is Summer asked- Stewart, man. Summer of the Brookings. Summer of the Brookings. She asked me, When are you going to do a solo podcast again? I said, you know what? it has been a long time. I've, I've had a lot of guests. Does your lately. wife not like me? Is that, is that the problem? No, she does. does she does. <laughs> just it's just kidding. been, I, it's been easier so to say yeah. with guests, especially in the last half of you know, the, the first half of this year kind of moving last yeah. half of last year, working on the wedding stuff, moving, doing the wedding. Yeah. After this, I plan on, you know, I will have Zach McKenna on every other week. Nice for, for college football and during the college football season. You know, there will be a lot of fun debates during that that time. But I plan to go back to doing solo shows. I do plan to go back to doing the way I, I originally did it because I do feel like I have missed opportunities to say some things that I should have said because I've been so locked into a structured regiment of doing this with guests and those type of things. So I I will go back to doing the solo podcast after the quarterback countdown. We will also have guests as well. Don't think that that means we won't have guests again. But, Jeff, a big thank you for coming back on. Big thank you to all you guys listening. Episode 100 coming out tomorrow. Make sure you listen. Uh, But for everybody else, have a good day, good night, good afternoon, whatever it is. You have a good one. And I'll see you next time.